You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grox Nights, the Grox Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Tonight, love, death, and dysfunctional superhero families. And more. But first, how's it going, everybody? How are you how are you two doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm here. Awesome. As I alluded to, here's what we're gonna talk about. Basically, hey Savannah, you're here. Savannah. Just moments ago, we are like, we need to hurry up and get going. We need to get going live. People are probably mad. Uh, and Melanie's like, well, Savannah's probably mad anyway. <laughs> um, we missed last week because mm-hmm. we're old and tired. Yep. <laughs> we're still old and tired, but we're here. But we're here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we got, we've got some catching up to do. There's actually been quite a bit of stuff we've been watching um, between the three of us. And consuming uh, interesting new stuff. We're kind of in a swing. I feel like we're finally getting that, like, pulling out of the lull that was the the entertainment pandemic sl- slump, you know? Uh-huh. Yep. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is just stuff that, like... Was already there was and we just, wor- you just discovered it? No, 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 because... I mean, in some cases, but no, for the most part. So we're going to talk about um, some recent watches, and it's all new stuff, with the exception of the movie that you and I watched, Melanie. Okay. That's not new. In fact, that's something oh, I think yeah. Jesse recommended I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Like I've, I've been waiting for you guys to watch that forever, because it's like so full of stuff, and then it just goes on on a bus or a crazy train to nowhere. And it was like, what just, what did this movie just become? Oh, that was, that was, I knew there was something else I wanted to add into the intro. That's going to mention horse people. Um, <laughs> although I should try to, we should maybe try to like not be super spoilery when we do talk about it. It's not a new movie, no. uh, but that does come out of nowhere. Yeah. Out yeah. Of it's nowhere. not, it's not in the trailers. It's yeah. No. Yep. Savannah, you've been on. TikTok, awesome. Mm-hmm. How, how are you and Jesse both? How are you doing, yeah. Jesse? How's your TikTok yeah. going? I see you. Uh, I see not... you add you add your TikToks to your Facebook stories, so that's how I see them sometimes. Right. Yeah. I uh, I'm up to 606 followers now. So there you go. Yeah. I, I'm I... trying for a thousand because once you get a thousand, it's one of those gateway things where you got to hit a certain benchmark before they allow you to do lives. Oh, really? Yeah. Weird. Well, so long as they don't keep moving that benchmark back. YouTube. Right. right. Oh, here, you're a partner. Here you go. Oh, you know what? No, you're not. You're, you're not. not. None of you guys are. You're all a little. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. What were you going to say, Melanie? Nothing. It's fine. Melanie's sister loves TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. I I try not to watch TikTok, but it's it bombards me all day, every day. It's the new it's the new place to watch cat videos. So like I don't know. So now that now that us old people have 
like now that it's just common place for old people, where are the kids going to go next? Because uh, they'll go back to Snapchat or something. Oh, Snapchat's still a thing, man. Somehow, yeah. I was actually experimenting with mainly because I wanted to put together a weird uh, little video for one of my sister's birthdays. But I, you can make um, your own Snapchat lenses. And they have a they have a software for it, Snapchat uh, Lens Studio or whatever, and you can download it and you can do some crazy stuff. Well, I downloaded it so that I could take a picture of my sister's face, cut it out, and then wear it on my face and make a creepy video uh, yeah. about wearing her face. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I've been messing I around. Think that's with what Snapchat. That's like their claim to fame. They had mm-hmm. the best filters in terms of that. Mm-hmm. It's surprisingly easy to, I mean, it takes a little bit of work, but like they're some of that, the Snapchat filter stuff is pretty advanced and it's surprisingly like their software makes it surprisingly easy to design your own. Oh, um, again, it, it takes a little bit of doing, but the tools like, I mean, I don't know. I look into random stuff all the time, how to mod this game or how to make this thing and the how tools, to wear your sister's face in the mask. Yeah, surprisingly easy that one. Uh, it does. I mean, it doesn't look good, but it was never going to look good, right? <laughs> but, but you know, a lot of the there's tools to make it make those things easier. Snapchat's got it, man. Most of the tools are still like there's a learning curve. Snapchat, not that there's not, they do pretty well at making it accessible to people. Um. Savannah said, I made myself look super old today, and I'm resisting the urge to throw out a burn. <laughs> so I won't. Then be insensitive. Plus, Savannah's <laughs> considerably younger than, than we are anyway. So Right, yeah. so it wouldn't land. That's mm-hmm. people in glass houses and all. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would want to live in a glass house. That'd be such a pain in the butt. I mean, I don't even... Yeah windows you know <laughs> i'm just cleaning it <laughs> just clean it like you'd have to it'd be well i guess maybe that'd be easier than wiping down your walls cleaning windows but you'd have to do it all the time because you'd yeah. see it yeah savannah doesn't want windows at all <laughs> i could have windows as long as i could they could be like um you know how that Zomboss where you hit a button and like all these steel walls go up around the house and block it off from anybody? That's right. what I need. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd yes, be cool. And I want it to look brutalist. It needs to look like the boxy concrete. They should paint it uh, Fanta or wait, Fanta black. Yeah, like the darkest, the darkest black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. It'll just look like a hole in the ground. Sweet. We're going to get coyotes falling onto a roof. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say Acme portable hole. So, Jesse, is this yes. your last is this your last week of school also? This is this is my last week of school. Yep. Yeah. This is uh so the kids were done on Monday and we are done tomorrow. Tomorrow's our last contract oh. day. Oh, well, so. yay. Hooray. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'm going to sleep for about a week or get sick or do both. I'll probably do both. That's mm-hmm. kind of the tradition is that I'll get sick like a week after I get out or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
you get away from all the germs and your body freaks out. <laughs> right. My body, like I've been so stressed out and that I'm just like holding back all the germs. And then I stopped stressing out and it was like all the germs. Yep. Savannah mm-hmm. says she looks into people's houses as she passes by. And uh, so she knows others are doing the same to her. So she doesn't want windows. You're right. People are doing the same to you. I like to see what people are watching on TV, <laughs> but I'm, I think that's a boring voyeur. <laughs> I feel like you, you guys' driving experience has become a Hitchcock movie somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like rear windows, but it's front windows. Yeah, yeah so we front drive windows by. and side windows. Mm-hmm. So if you see me riding around with binoculars, don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. And don't question it. Just, I just want to see what you're watching on TV. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, what you've been watching it's for my podcast we talk about what we've been watching i've been watching you what, you. what a weirdo you know what <laughs> i never thought about it but i've been i've always done that i always like when i walk by houses you know it's the right time of evening it's getting dark you can see their tv glow through the tv or through the windows i'm always like what are they watching and then now years later doing a podcast hey guys what you watching yeah they're all watching true crime. Oh, yeah. Crap. You're right, though. I know. Crap. <laughs> they all they all watching garbage. It's always CSI or Law and Order, Savannah says. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong. Law and Order is amazing, and I love it. So you shut your mouth. <sighs> dun, dun. It's I know. Dun, dun. <laughs> so... Uh, be- while we're still on random stuff, Jesse was talking about uh, germs, and it got me thinking. Uh, not that anybody cares, but Melanie and I are both now one one shot deep into our vaccine. Mm-hmm. So, so in just like a week, let me look here. Just over a week, I'll get my second one. And then I think Melanie's got about a month. A month left. She just got her first one. Yeah. Well, and And we almost got into a almost got into a fight not really but a little bit with the uh the pharmacy place because i set up my appointment and there were 29 empty slots left so i'm like Susie, we're gonna grab the kids and we're all gonna go get, you know put put your name in for a slot and then do the kids so she put her name in so we we're both signed up and then we go to do the kids and then they say that there's no openings and we're like oh, those liars and we wanted to you know fight with them but it was because they didn't have the pfizer and that's the only one that is approved for the kids under 18 so Right. We didn't have to go to another location. Sorry, guys. I just uh, realized I need to do a little bit of my pimpage. All right. Um, so before we dive into our primary topic, which looks like we haven't really even discussed this, but uh, it looks like it'll be Love, Death, and Robots Season 2, yeah? Because mm-hmm. we watched, we binged it. It's a shorter season. Then first yeah. the first season. I was shocked. Yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm gonna get this all done. And then I was like, Oh, I'm totally gonna get this done. Yeah. So we'll we'll dive into that, but first uh let's kind of do a little bit of our, you know, not lesser shows, because some of these shows were great. Uh, but you know, the other stuff that we were watching before we dive into Love, Death and Robots, because I noticed Jesse here in our notes has a he's listed to each episode title and description. So I'm like, that's looking like a list episode to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember last time we, we tried to do uh, volume one and it was like, 
Right. Like, you couldn't remember them all because it was 18 episodes. This right. is a little mm-hmm. easier to do, but it was like, I'm inevitably going to forget something. When we start, when we watch this, I thought that it was like the third season or something because, yeah, that was the first one was so much longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was way longer. It was 10 episodes longer. I think it was like 18 episodes. And this was eight. And one of them was like seven minutes long. And there weren't really all that many robots. Really? There wasn't. Yeah. There's lots of death. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later. So what are we talking about now? Okay. So, uh, well, let's run through a couple of the things we've watched recently or consumed recently. Um, and I'll start because not that there, not that we couldn't say a lot about it, but we've already talked a bit about Invincible. I don't mm-hmm. remember if we've talked about it since Melanie and I finished the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a, a couple weeks, but it's also been a couple weeks since we did the show. Uh, I don't really have much to say other than I liked it, and it is already renewed for seasons two and three, so I'm glad. Yeah, I liked it, and I made my nephew watch it, and he like he didn't want to watch it but now he loves it so yeah it it kind of ties into what i've what could have been the theme this episode and it is a little bit of and i didn't realize it till we were watching jupiter's legacy which is another thing melanie and i watched through uh not in one sitting at all but jupiter's legacy season one we finished that Mm -hmm. um and watching jupiter's legacy i'm like oh okay so this is like that's a new genre is the uh family drama superhero show. Uh, I uh I fired up just the first episode tonight just to get a little bit of the flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh and I was like, "Oh, so the, dude uh, kind of invincible." Uh-huh. <laughs> Not, but kind of Oh yeah, no, there there's a lot of parallels between that and invincible. And I would loop uh, I would lump like the boys in in there even though it's sure. not really like a more typical family, like dysfunctional family thing, but kind of it's the boys. Right. I, I, I think kind of the Incredibles too, because I mean, th- you know, they are normal. Oh, yeah. They're not normal, but they're a superhero family and they have lots of issues. Um, and they are more closely knit. I feel like maybe then, um, then invincible is with his people. Well, I don't know. Right. Maybe not. I don't know, but yeah, it is a genre. Um, so yeah, Invincible, Jupiter's Legacy, The Boys, um, uh, what's the Academy one? Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, basically the adult superhero shows, you know, yeah. the, the intentionally, not, the not Watchmen. like, not Zack Snyder's, uh, Justice League adult superhero shows, but the mm-hmm. adult superhero shows usually based on like an indie comic that was more adult oriented to begin with um watchmen yeah watchmen doesn't ha- watchmen is such it's a that's kind of the proto it's based on the prototype of what we're talking about but it's consistently so its own thing it's in mm-hmm. its own class um right yeah, alan moore surprise mm-hmm. surprise he's in yeah. his own class yeah but and i would say jupiter's legacy is probably the least adult of the adult ones. You know what I mean? Um, just because there's, there is, you know, adult material, but they don't go hardcore on any of it really. Oh yeah. It's not invincible territory. Right. It's not the boys Mm -mm. where it's 
its goal is not to be shocking. It is shocking sometimes, but its goal is not to be shocking. It's, it's, I don't know. So I know I started talking about Invincible. Listen, it's great. It's Invincible. The, the animated series changes, really it changes the structure of the comic series, but otherwise retains most of what I like about it. Um, again, my, my, the main change that I kind of don't like from the comic is that they make his friend, his his gay friend in school, his guy friend, he's out like before the show starts, and it makes sense. They're like, okay, well, we want to make sure that include, you know, be inclusive. And in the comic, he is gay. You don't learn that till way later. And the reveal I thought was like one of my favorite weird out of nowhere, like whoa. Not that it's weird that he's gay, but my point is, right? Like yeah. that they that a uh, interesting turn with a character that I did not see coming. And so I was like, oh man, it, it's, that's such a good like reveal, but yeah, it's fine. In a comic that kind of made its bed, uh, surprising you with twists. Yes. It's, it's interesting that they're like letting some of those secrets out just as part of the show. Mm-hmm. Right. Like his, his friend was always such a fun character and that like the way they handled it, it was just kind of made him more fun and mm-hmm. he's not, as fun in the show. In fact, that's oh. kind of a recurring thing is maybe their friends don't they they focus a lot on the plot so that and this is something we kind of criticized the sh- didn't criticize but commented on when we had only watched a few episodes is it just doesn't we don't get a, you don't get a spend you don't get a good grasp on his friends' personalities because you just don't spend as much time with them. And I feel like the comic right. book does put a bit more time into them. Mm-hmm. But it's still great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jupiter's Legacy, I would say it's, it is much more focused on that first episode. I was curious to hear what you thought of the first. Ep- it's rough because the show looks cheap. I mean, oh, it does. Yeah. It There's parts where I think they put, you, you'll get a lot of flashbacks. Like there's basically like two plots going. Mm-hmm. You know, there's modern day stuff and then there's flashback stuff. And I feel like a lot of their money probably went to the flashback stuff. Yeah. Right. Stuff looks Even good. in the trailer, that stuff looks like right. solid, you know, like, oh, golden age. There's a lot of golden light, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. The superheroes, like the superhero, the costume stuff looks not <laughs> like yeah. sky high kind of level. Yeah. That first episode, especially where they're fighting a black star in mm-hmm. Nebraska or wherever, which is just like a clearly digital map painting of just trees and open yeah. area. I mean, not that that's not com- accurate, but listen, that did not look like Nebraska. It looked like a set. It looked like it looked like green screen with a clearly digital map painting. Mm-hmm. They they clearly just like just like blindfolded themselves and threw a dart at a board. Like, where are they fighting <laughs> Nebraska? Yeah, that's, oh, that's like in the middle of the country, right? Okay. Yeah, uh, boom. So, Nailed it. <laughs> the wire work is not great. Like, the, it looks cheap. The superhero stuff looks super cheap mm-hmm. compared to a lot of other shows, compared to The Boys or something. Right. Um, But also, the show seems less concerned with the super... Like, it, the concept of superheroes, it's all about it. But, like, the actual superhero activity... The costumes, like it's not concerned with that. It's just, it just wants to be a uh, family drama, dysfunctional family, uh-huh. uh, with this uh, 
flashback mystery subplot kind of thing. And that's it. Like, it's not really, it's weird where it puts its focus. Mm-hmm. And the, the makeup is bad too. Yeah. Well, your black star looks like, I don't know. Just, uh, it doesn't look real. It's like, Maybe oh, it's yeah, he's wearing a rubber mask. Mm-hmm. It could be an intentional choice, though, because, yeah, the suits are bright and plasticky and gaudy. And maybe mm-hmm. it's intentional. Maybe it's like, you know, it's fine. It's yeah. They're make it super comic booky and uh, like in a cheap, tr- trashy way. Well, it's the same guy that wrote uh, kick ass. So, right. The, the, yeah. But the man old people makeup is the worst. I it's, it's just like a gray wig and that's it. Right. No, nothing well, else. And I, I think I get yeah, and I did not key into this at first, but the, you know the idea is they like the people with powers live much longer, so they look young but old, or like in some cases they've done a little bit of old person makeup, and otherwise they just have gray hair. Some yeah. cases they didn't bother with the old old people makeup. In one character, he looks younger. He actually looks younger now. He looks like a younger person with terrible old man gray hair, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, what are you doing? And then there's one character that I think they actually recast as an older guy. I'm like, why didn't they just do that with everyone? Right. (sighs) Okay. So anyway, (laughs) now that we've trashed it, now that we've trashed it a bit, I actually really liked it. I think I liked it a lot more than Melanie. It's not great. I think it's the least interesting of these dysfunctional superhero shows, but I agree. I, I liked it and it was you know, I was okay with the like modern day drama stuff. It gets a little like, it's like, okay, you only have, you don't, you have kind of, you kind of have one or two notes to like rail on the whole time. There's not a lot of progression here, but the backstory stuff is where mm-hmm. the hook was for me. I think mm-hmm. I, it doesn't, I just don't get why, you know, they go and become superheroes in the past and they did explain that. And maybe they'll explain it later in future seasons, but suddenly there's superheroes all over the place. I, I didn't really understand that. They, and I don't see how they're going to explain it in a way that I will and like with the way that they ended up superheroes. You know what I mean? Yeah. As, as, as Jesse mentioned, it's based on, you know, the comic was written by Mark, Mark Millar, mm-hmm. Mark Miller, Mark Millar. Uh, I've heard it both uh, ways. It was part of his big, I don't remember which, which indie label not one of the big two signed him for like a bunch of stuff. And they were, I remember them pr- promoting it as he was building his, the Malarverse, you know, his own right. superhero universe. And there is kind of, there's definitely world building going on, but yeah, no, there's a lot of stuff that's very unclear at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, how the superheroes come to be is unclear. And that's kind of the big like mystery of the season a little bit, but we know who and the fact that there were none and then they got powers of some kind somehow, but yeah, it doesn't ever explain. And you know, so a lot of the other, other, not them people that we see that have powers are their kids. And that's kind of the, I remember from the comic series, I read the first issue or two when it first came out. Um, and I remember that it's an intriguing idea. It's basically like the, you know, the justice league. Mm-hmm. It, and then like, their kids are supposed to like they're they need like because of how the superpowers pass along their kids would ideally take over at a certain point Mm -hmm. except their kids are basically super famous spoiled hollywood kids 
who don't really have a lot of interest in superheroing mm-hmm. right. and just want to party and do drugs. And that's an interesting concept, and it definitely hits on it, but I don't know. It's Anyway, the, the series doesn't explore it in as interesting a way, and it doesn't explain a lot of things because there's a lot of people with superpowers that aren't explained. Uh-huh. But, you know, they like I said, maybe they're saving stuff for later seasons. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> yep. It's worth a watch. I don't I don't think I don't think the uh this dis- dysfunctional superhero genre has been tapped out yet. Uh this is definitely more a little bit more standard than because so far that that genre has been super interesting. The Boys is super interesting because it's it's a it subverts bit. our expectations. It takes yes. what we think we know about superheroes and then it does something else with it. Mm-hmm. And it's both fun and horrifying. Legion was amazing and weird. Uh-huh. Uh, and Invincible is invincible. So it's just, inv- it's great. It's got a great plot, great crazy story. Mm-hmm. Um, and Umbrella Academy is also like. M- it's, it gets serious, but it's got more of a wacky, not wacky, but an offbeat comedy feel. Uh-huh. Right. This one is a little bit more like your, oh man, I don't, a little bit like your One Tree Hill or your, your God, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a CW show. Yeah. It's more TV like drama. A little, for sure. A little bit more, you know, I don't know, money maybe, but it, it has a CW show feel. So, you know, that's okay sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, I got one more pimpage to do. Okay. I'm going to share this on Facebook. Hey, everybody in the future listening, uh, if if you don't check out the live streams and you don't, because <laughs> where are you? Uh, hit us up at 8.30-ish Thursdays, uh, facebook.com slash podcast. We're also on uh, YouTube and Twitch. Just throw a slash podcast and you'll find it. Um but I need to help you find it by sharing it somewhere, and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm gonna <laughs> share it to I'm gonna share it to Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/GrawlixPodcast. That's right, the Grawlix Podcast Facebook group. Go there. <laughs> <laughs> you can see uh, Maddie D calling us old. Uh, speaking yep. of Maddie D, hi Maddie D. Hello, Matthew. Is he here? Yeah, he's here. You know what? Okay. I just realized what your last name was, and I bet people made fun of you, and I'm sorry. Let's jump yes. to you real quick. What, what, what have you been consuming? What have you been enjoying? Uh, a couple of weird things. Uh, other than Love, Death, and Robots, which we'll get to, uh, let's talk about the, the normal one first. Let's talk about uh, Big Finish. Wow, everyone's <laughs> surprised to listen to Big Finish. Um, the ninth, But the Ninth Doctor Adventures came out, so this is... Christopher Eccleston's return to the role of the ninth doctor. And uh, so this is the first box set that we've had him. And it's interesting because we, uh, we get a, I mean, like we're getting the doctor before Rose because uh, like listening to the behind the scenes, their thought processes, essentially when we got the ninth doctor, it's kind of like we got his end days, like his final days were with Rose. So Mm -hmm. they wanted to explore, you know, the time before Rose. So it's a little bit interesting. Like he's got kind of sort of a new companion or new to us 
companion. The crux of the uh, of the plot of this box set was this, I mean, and this seems to be kind of a trope in Doctor Who stories in general. But like, the Ravagers are essentially this like sentient. Um, I don't know, the sentient uh, being or uh, race of beings that essentially consume energy and, you know, if left unchecked, they just devour the universe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Ninth Doctor is trying to figure out how to, like, basically stem the tide of them just devouring everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was kind of fun in that it... it started very much like uh, the very first episode of Doctor Who when it returned, which is that they just kind of hit the ground running. Like they just, uh, it's very fast paced and uh-huh. uh, action oriented for an audio drama that you can't see. But uh, there were, there was some like they, they, they get their little Easter egg moments in there. Like, like the first time that you hear them say fantastic and they don't overdo it kind of thing. But, you know, you get that fantastic moment. And mm-hmm. um, how would the, there was there was a there was a quote and I don't even I can't remember it, but that it made me think specifically of Melanie, like something she particularly enjoyed about the ninth doctor. And I was like, oh, Melanie would like this. Mm hmm. I love the ninth doctor. He was great. I was yeah. really sad that he not just that he left, but that he was so like sour on it, you know? Right. Because yeah, I like I like my men moody and unreasonable. It was kind of nice. Yeah, like in the in the uh behind the scenes. I and mean, he's he's gone on record as to why he's kind of come back around mm-hmm. full circle on this whole thing. Um money. <laughs> well, I'm sure money's a part of it, but also, yeah, like he started going to the conventions and realizing the impact that uh, Doctor Who had and mm-hmm. and all of that. But also he goes into like all the things that happened to him while he was filming. And it was like, God, no wonder he was mad. Like his father was essentially dying and they were just really jerks about it. Really? And he wow. went into like, that's why Father's Day is one of his favorite stories in that mm-hmm. season is super poignant for him. Mm-hmm. You knew he couldn't stay away forever. I knew eventually it took a while. It took a yeah. long time. I knew eventually big finish would snag him. I'm glad. I'm glad it took a while, but in doctor who time, it's really not that long. Right. Well, like, like Tom Baker, like Tom uh-huh. Baker was the one that were like, yeah, we're never getting Tom Baker back again. And then he did. It was like, what? Tom Baker's back. <laughs> No one thought that would happen. And he loves it. Yeah, they he does. can't get rid of him. He's <laughs> yeah, like- he's made a ton of new Fourth Doctor stuff since he came back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, they're just like, okay, just write a bunch of stories for him. He's up. Yeah. We need to get as many as we can. He's up for it. Yeah, no, this is awesome. I, I got to listen to it. It's been too... It's been too... You know, uh, yeah, I need to dive back into Big Finish because I'm missing good... Uh, Doctor Who universe stuff because I haven't really dove into much of it since before the thir- 13th Doctor stuff and uh, you know well maybe it's just you listen to people talk all day so it's a little harder to listen to someone talk about Doctor Who uh, you know or even if like it is a Doctor Who yeah. you know that's, that's true I mean 
like work aside, I listen to far less podcasts than I used to in general too. So like, yeah, oh, know, I it, it's true. Music even like it just mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you I don't just, want to yeah, listen yeah, to yeah. audio. <laughs> right. That makes Done. sense. I'll, makes sense. I'll watch. I'll watch something or I'll play a game. No. Did I talk about the fiftieth uh, anniversary? master box set at all i don't remember if i did on the show i think you did yeah with, okay. uh, eric uh eric roberts is in there all Every, everybody's in all there john john sims's master is in there um obviously like uh anthony ainsley's master is not in there and neither is roger delgado's master but like they kind of sort of try to work it in like they have a chameleon robot uh disguised as ainsley's master Okay. So that's okay. how they try to work him in. Um, but as part of that 50th anniversary set, they also had um, they also had a audiobook as part of the deal. Like you got a whole nother story in there and it was really good and it's done by a voice actor who can do a really um, a really pretty good Roger Delgado impersonation, third doctor impersonation and left bridge Stewart impersonation in fact he does the left uh left bridge stewart on the main third doctor adventures nice but he can do all of them and it was like wow i mean it's essentially uh joe grant that he's not very convincing at (laughs) do better do better on that one (laughs) but but otherwise it was like it was like really good uh maddie d says um according to another podcast that he listens to uh, that there are now more uh, more big finish stories of Tom Baker than there are actual TV episodes, which wow is saying something because he's had he obviously he's, he's had the, the longest, longest tenured run. yeah yeah um, I think every doctor that they've like every living doctor that they've gotten on, on there there's got to be more big finish stories than there are TV stories of almost any of them at this point may with the exception of like I guess the modern doctors. Right. Uh, he, Matt, Maddie D says they should have hired you to play Anthony Hanley. <laughs> I am that kind of bad guy, though. <laughs> Matt, Maddie D is not wrong. Hashtag Swamp Thing. Man, that was great. I need to rebuild my uh, sound effects and audio Foley catalog. Hey, you know what? I think. <laughs> Speaking of audio, uh, there is a great new Humble Bundle that happens to be like loops and sound stuff. No, uh Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't know that it's sound effects, not. but I do know that it has uh, a number of like audio software bits and uh, s- some some fun loops. So for those podcasters out there, if you're looking for for just uh bed music that kind of stuff uh there's some options there for you at humble bundle oh interesting they've got a lots of stuff yeah there's also a namco uh i believe there's a namco games bundle that i was like oh you said namco i love namco there are some there are some synthesizer plugins in this that i want <laughs> you know, and that's why we're a humble partner, folks, because we buy a lot of humble bundles. So we might, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, we might yeah, get true. a kickback from our own purchases. Yeah, yeah. I was. 
Mixcraft 8 Home Studio. I don't know uh, about that DOM, but... And you, yeah, you the, know... The, sorry, Maddie. No. Um, our segues are all natural. We don't we don't plan yeah. this. We're just... No, there's nothing good. planned about this. <laughs> yeah, so hey, everybody, you should go to uh, grogspodcast.com slash humble. Check out their humble bundles, and they have a uh, mega sound designer loop crate volume two uh, humble bundle. It's got some... It's got a bunch of samples, uh, yeah. which are useful in loops, especially if you don't make music yourself. That's a great way. Oh, there's a million, you know, in all the face in all the Facebook podcast groups, everybody's like, "Why can't I use copyrighted music?" Well, now more than ever, you can't use the copyrighted music or uncleared music in your videos or your podcasts. And if you don't know why, you will eventually. You'll get removed from the direct from podcast directories or YouTube or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a usually you still need to check licenses anytime you down and download anything, but this is a good way around it. You can it's it's even if you're not a musician, it's you can either find some yeah bed music or some loops and just put something together that sounds pretty decent mm-hmm. and not worry about getting sued. So because right. the licenses uh, through Humble Bundle usually are you know like lifetime licenses as long as you're right. the one who purchased the uh, the bundle. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'll probably pick up this one too, for sure. I, yeah, I didn't know. Man, you're on the ball on that one. I'm on their. Uh, I'm on their newsletter, so every once in a while, to be like, "Oh, what was this?" <laughs> I really need to unsubscribe from it. I am am subscribed to a lot of newsletters. I actually just don't read any of them. Right. So I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit that way with Humble Bundle, like because I I'll get. Yeah. I'll, Maybe they just don't notice send me stuff about non like games or software ones. Although that should that falls into the software, um, but I'll get you know like the newsletter type emails. But also the we are also a humble partner by the way. If you go to grogspodcast.com slash humble, that is an affiliate link. We will get a small percentage. Hopefully they still have the sliders so that you can see what that percentage is and adjust it to your liking. Oh, that's right. You even sent a, a yeah, that could have been our news for tonight. <laughs> but yeah, we don't want to talk smack about the thing that where I mean, we'll be honest about it though. No, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. We ever get like an actual sponsor sponsor, it'd be real interesting because yeah. it's hard for me to resist not being totally honest right. because mm-hmm. Humble Bundle like I I I don't know the whole deal, but it feels it seemed like they were think getting rid of the sliders or going to get rid of the sliders, which is one of the things that I like a lot because it shows like it was just a matter of transparency for me. Right. And it made it easier to promote these humble bundles with, for a company that was uh, that transparent. And but they kind of reversed their decision because people were upset about them getting rid of the sliders or changing how they worked. I don't know. Yeah. Um, like I, it was harder to find. I think I know the last humble bundle I bought, I couldn't find the sliders. Um, and I thought it was just me, but no, they were doing something weird with it, but they changed their mind. They listened to the people. So that's good. Good. <sighs> um, Maddie D says he's only subscribed to the Costco newsletter. Yes. I want 45 pounds of coffee for $3. Well, if you can do that. Yeah. I mean, do you have to have the newsletter in order to get that deal? Is that the deal? Like this is just our newsletter deal for our super special Costcosers. Mm-hmm. Costcosers. <laughs> Do you have a Costco koozie? Uh, hey, Melanie. Yeah. This is not a segue. I don't have a good segue. 
You just I, I finished, did not such up. <laughs> just finished Castlevania season four, which apparently is the last season, the finale of the Netflix Castlevania animated series. Uh-huh. How was it? It was okay. Um, they they did a, a little bit of you know this is what they've been doing since last you saw them, um, and then they brought back a couple characters that you had thought were gone. Um, like for good, like, you know, other dimensional gone, um, but they're there and that's weird. And then um, they have, they're separated. Um, so Alucard is in one place and the other two are traveling around somewhere else. And, uh, but at, by the end, everybody's back together again and uh, fighting, you know, vampires and death and other weird stuff. Um, and then at the end, it's really, it's very strange. Um, like it, several impossible things happen and it, you're, you kind of just end being like, Hmm, that I never would have expected that to happen ever, but they decided to make it the super happiest, weirdest ending they could. So it, it's really? interesting. Oh yeah. Was it, a, I mean, okay. So it was a happy ending. Was it disappointing or like, <sighs> okay. It was Okay. It was okay. I was a little disappointed because one of the characters that they brought back that you had thought was gone for forever was such a fun, cool guy, and then they made him a bad guy. So I was disappointed about that. But uh, but the, and the, but they brought back some bad guys and made him good guys. So I don't know. It's all it's all kinds of crazy. They knew that they were ending. Actually, I think they might have thought they were ending last time. So they were like, you know what? We're this is our last one. Let's just do whatever the crap we want. So you know that's fun. Um. I hate to rush through this one, but hey, sorry to bother you. Uh, Jesse had recommended this movie. We watched, Melanie and I watched a movie. We just come, I think it was on Hulu maybe. So yeah. yay, commercials. But uh, did it have commercials? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, But yeah, sorry to bother you. It was a movie from 2016, 2018. Um. And Jesse, you'd recommend it to it recommended yeah. it to us a year or two ago. I don't know, quite a while ago. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I come across it and was like, "Oh yeah, hey, that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. w- w- what is this movie?" And Melanie and I watched the trailer and we're like, "Oh, okay, let's watch that. That <laughs> yeah. looks weird." Mm-hmm. Um, and it is. It's, it is. It's very weird. It's kind of great. You but, won't forget it once you watch it. It was like, right. "Whoa, yeah, yeah." So the way that the the overview is this the overview seems somewhat misleading but not in the way you'd expect. It's actually the movie's actually just much weirder than this. But the overview according to the moviedb.org uh says in an alternate present day version of Oakland which is not wrong. It's it's definitely not the r- world we live in. It's right. it's it's different. It's heightened. Right. But, you uh-huh. know, a mirror of our world. Basically, mm-hmm. um, black telemarketer Cassius Green discovers a magical key to professional success, which projects him or w- which which propels him into a macabre universe. That's weirdly written. Uh-huh. It's, they're right. But when I read it initially, I took it much more literally. And I was like, so what is he going to like? I was like, wait, reading that. 
and seeing the trailer, I was like, so he goes from like our world to like this kind of weird world. It's like, no, it's just a weird world. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. There's no yeah, like yeah. going into another universe. He just, it's the idea. It's, it's not literal that description, mm-hmm. but, um, it's very, uh, there's a lot of social commentary. It's not subtle about it. No. Um, but it's <laughs> like, it really hits you over the head with it. It's like, oh yeah, literally this. Yeah, it's blunt about it, but also, but it's not bad. It's not like ham-fisted. It's just, it's what it is. It's, it's, yeah. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if I could say it's preachy. I don't, it's excellent though. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those movies that's like, is it a good movie? Is it a bad movie? I don't know, but I like it. Yeah, I don't. I think there's okay that there's a part of the movie where one of the characters is a performance artist and she gets up on stage and has she's practically naked, but not quite. And has people like throw phones and weird stuff at her in blood. That's what this movie is like. You're like, that's really strange. I don't know why you chose to make art that way, but it is kind of interesting to look at and, uh, you know, intriguing. Okay. Yes. The movie is like that, but a, a good example. It's not. It, it throws it's cell phones not at pretentious. us. Pretentious. It's inten- <laughs> It's not pretentious though. It's, no. It's it, it's doing that thing, but also poking fun at that thing. Yeah. It's right. a comedy. It's definitely a comedy. Um, it it kind of reminds. It kind of reminds me of John Waters movies, but not really. You know. Yeah, that's actually that's that's decent. Mm-hmm. John Waters movies, but with like a little a bit of different... Rick and Morty style, like mm-hmm. this is the way the world is. And if yeah. you believe anything else, you're kidding yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got a lot to do with it's as much, if not more, re- feels more relevant now than it did in 2019. Mm-hmm. Not that much has changed between then and now. Right. Very little has. But um a whole lot of stuff about race, uh-huh. a whole lot of stuff about uh, working about class, labor, Cla- the labor class. force, mm-hmm. class, uh, corporations, sales, uh, morality. When it comes to big business and sales, it's it's got a lot in there, um, and it's not subtle about it. But it's, money corrupting. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, the way. Th- people can change without either without realizing it or just like, no, I'm the same, but I got to do this horrible thing for money. So, right. And it's, it it gets farcical. It gets farcical. It's so literal with its messaging that it becomes farcical to where, I don't know, man, it's like, like you want to spoil it, but you can't because it's I don't so yeah. it's so out of left field where it go, where it winds up going eventually. I, I yeah, I highly recommend it. I think if it sounds super weird to you, just know that it is super weird. But I don't feel like it's it might turn some people off. But I don't feel like it's the kind of it's not a David Lynch movie. It's not it's something no. like that. It's not the kind of weird that I think is going to turn people off. If you're like, well, I seen a David Lynch movie once and never again. It's not that kind of weird. It's just weird because the world they live in is such an exaggerated version of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it, it's a little cartoony at times, yeah. but without mess, without losing the edge of the message. 
Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't wild about the ending though. Right. The fun, you know, like being, I was a telemarketer as a, as a high school student, like that was my high school job. Mm-hmm. And it plays on a little bit, like they take it a little further, but like when you're a telemarketer and you affect your telemarketing voice, like you affect a different kind of voice so that you can, you enunciate a little more clearly, you, you, you bring your energy up, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like podcasting a bit, but even more so when you're selling something, right? Mm-hmm. And so they take that and then they dial that up a little bit further yet. Mm-hmm. The white voice is in the, the trailer. Voice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the that's true. Is it is trailer. The, yeah. I won't get into it. If you ha- don't, if you are curious about this, don't watch the trailer. Just watch the movie. But the mm-hmm. white voice is amazing. Yeah. It made me laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. great. Uh, yeah. Go watch it. Uh, especially I, if you like half the stuff that we've reviewed in the past. Yeah. I, I, I highly like recommend it's it. Flown under the radar. Yeah. You. I hadn't heard of it at all. Yeah. And that was why I kept like recommending it because it's like I hadn't even heard of it. So, you know, maybe we should men- boost this thing. We should maybe mention that some of the some of the actors in the movie at the time maybe weren't as well known. But by now, I, the, several of them are on very popular series um, and yeah. maybe in a couple movies, too. Uh, so, you know, check that out. Yeah, It's got. Wait, Terry Crews was in that? Yeah. Know. You don't remember Terry? He's the uncle. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, oh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so the main the main character is played by uh, Lakeith Stanfeld, but he is... Uh, I still haven't gotten out of the first season of Atlanta, but he plays, like, the skinny weird dude, mm-hmm. uh, like, of the, like, kind of th- the crew of three. Um, mm-hmm. He's, like, the skinny weird dude who's a little out there. He's less out there and wise in this movie, but he this character has the same mannerisms. I I love this character in Atlanta, and uh, he's the lead in this. He's pretty good. It's got the Valkyrie from oh, Thor. Yeah. yeah, she's in it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, who was also one of the Tessa Blanchard? Is that right? Oh no, I'm I'm mixing two different names, and aren't I? Oh wait, no, I don't think you're Tessa something. It's Tessa. Yeah, it's Tessa Thompson. Thompson. I guess. There we go. Mm. Um, it's got Danny Glover. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steven Yen, uh, Yoon. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, Danny Glover. I hadn't, this is, I haven't seen him in anything in ages. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's pretty good in this. There's, uh, of course, because if they need a white voice, Pat Oswald. Yeah. His voice is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, also David Cross. I did not realize that was David Cross. I couldn't. It makes it. perfect sense now that you know, but yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you need like the whitest white guys. Yeah. And David Cross <laughs> yeah. and Pat Oswald are the way to go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, good recommendation, Jesse. And uh, yeah, thank I you. would forward that. I think I, I gave it four and a half stars. So yeah. 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 It's awesome. Fun for the whole. No, maybe not the whole family, but. <laughs> fun <laughs> <laughs> it's the rated r so you know yeah keep that in mind i guess um jesse what is this other thing i did not get to watch the trailer that you oh you should yet, you but. should check out the trailer uh it's okay it's called in and of itself it's on hulu and mm-hmm. it's uh derek delgadio and he is like like it's really difficult to explain uh but it's it's like a stage show 
Oh, mm-hmm. right. I it's see. like a magician. He he's a, he's a magician, so he does like um, sleight of hand kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's it's like a it's dramatic. Like he tells little anecdotal like life stories or stories, and then also there's like a visual element to it. And then he'll do like a sleight of hand trick, and you know, like it's just this really cool interactive thing. And so, like, I don't have much to say about the details of it, other than it was very compelling. I would, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again because um, it makes you think. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder how he does the tricks. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just kind of a cool deal, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, it's really hard to describe. It's mm-hmm. dr- dramatic. There were parts where, like, like it's set up into different chambers. Like, there's almost six parts to the show. And each part has its own, like, kind of vibe vibe or emotion to it and so some of them are like uplifting and inspirational and motivational and then there's other ones that are like downright menacing and creepy um there's other ones that are like sad and uh yeah so i don't know as far as like going to a a you think of like a card trick magician like this was far more compelling than that so i would say check out the the trailer and if it's for you it's on hulu Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen that. Now that you mention it, and clicking over and looking at the trailer a little bit while you're talking, yeah, I've seen a commercial for it about a million times on Hulu because that's how they do. Right? They like yeah. the CWS. Mm-hmm. What was the thing from the CW commercial? <laughs> dare to defy. Okay. Dare, anyway. to, dare to defy. Yeah. It's that whole streaming service, the car- commercial streaming service, where they have like two commercials that they'll show you right. endlessly. Uh huh. Sometimes back to back. I freaking hate that. Um, and that's one of them. And mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't know what to make of it. I was like, oh. it's it's a long story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's probably nothing like it, but it makes me think of, and I was telling Randy about this um, yesterday. And it's a TikTok thing my sister watches, um, or my, my niece, I mean, where it's a makeup tutorial, but you can't just have a makeup tutorial anymore because there's a million of them. So she is, does her makeup while she tells true crime stories. Um, <laughs> you know, and that's her like niche or whatever. Right. It seems like it seems kind of like that. Like I can't just be a magician. I got to be a magician that does a drama while I'm doing my magic, you know, to right. kind of a, you know, a little extra something to snag them. It's clever because like you're following him with your eyes kind of thing and you're listening to his story. So you're obviously not paying attention to whatever is happening mm-hmm. where the trick's going to be, you right. know, like it's, it's very clever. Hey, hey, Jesse, is it a long story? It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, um, we're caught up. All right. To the robots. Love Death and Robots season two. Uh, just came out what, this last week, last weekend. Last week yeah, I think so. Like, I don't know. Uh-huh. Sometime. You had mentioned it. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. That's out, huh? Right. And then Melanie and I sat down and watched the entire second season that night. Um, yeah, because you didn't think, uh, you know, like I thought there would be 18 episodes. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, well, I'll just get started on it. I'll do half of it now and half of it later. Yeah, it went super quick. Matty D, he says he's got Gob from Arrested Development. That'll happen now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
yeah, so season two was only eight episodes versus the 18 from season one. Um, like season one, the episodes are varying length, but none of them are particularly long. Well, some of them are like close to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you've got some that are like seven minutes. So, mm-hmm. and I uh, wanted to say that I would be disappointed by that seven minute one, but I was like, I kind of love that. Kind of like, kind of like in season one, this anthology does a really good job of like planting the seed of a story that mm-hmm. I just wish they would have made a whole movie of. Yeah. There are so many, so there were a lot of these that I was like, I want more of this. There were Mm -hmm. a couple that, and I haven't looked into too much of like people's thoughts on these, but there were a couple that I liked enough that I was like, oh, I want to research this one and look into it. Mm -hmm. And like, I'd read people are like, well, it wasn't, you know, nothing really happened. It's like, yeah, but it was a masterclass in world building. Some of these, Uh like some of the longer ones, especially, um, yeah, the plots are pretty simple, but it, creates such a like th- thick dense world mm-hmm. of potential like stories percent you know, like there's feels like a world with history that yeah mm-hmm. i wish i was like i want the movie now i want the, all of right. that give me more yeah. of that story i think like season one gave us more variety yeah. But to be honest, some of that variety was forgettable. Like I, I can, I can tell you a handful of plots from the first season. Mm-hmm. But this one, like, they're all pretty solid. You know, mm-hmm. I, if anything, it's like we got less quantity, but we got more quality. Another thing too is, I mean, the stories do stand out. But from the first one, I think a lot of the thing that grabbed me was the different styles. And in mm-hmm. this one, the thing that's so crazy is there's. A, two or three of them that look like a freaking movie. Like the, yeah. the, the, I actually thought it was a movie. Like the person at least was filmed, but it's not all of it is um, like CGI or animated snow in the desert blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. blew my mind. I, yeah, I want re- a whole movie about that. I, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I want more of that world. I researched the studio that did it. That was created by, oh, I forget it. Image unit. Uh-huh. Studios or something like that. It's a French company, and they do a lot of C- the CGI trailers for video games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's shots in there that it looks real, like the people. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing, and also the one. There's one with Michael B. Jordan, and yeah, that looked like, like that looked like him a lot of the time. Where I was uh-huh. just like, there were moments where I forgot that that was not. There was, the there's times where it's like, okay, yeah. like the background. <laughs> it's like there's in that one, it was like, oh, yeah, so the background looks like he's in a video game. But the figure looks like Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think they nailed the close-ups with him. It looked amazing and could have been filmed. Uh, Snow in the Desert, though, I think in terms of that risk, in that aspect, I think takes it because <laughs> there I was like questioning it. Because the movement, uh, they nailed the yeah. movement, and it mm-hmm. looked, it, they looked like they were, you know, it did not look CG. I mean, it, mm-hmm. the world looks CG, of course, because it's like a fantastical planet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the, I, it was it was mind blowing. I remember the first s- season almost having my mind blown, and then being like, oh wait, no, those are actually actors filmed there. Those that's not mm-hmm. uh, animated. This one, I had that feeling. 
but they were animated. And I was like, oh, wait, what? Right. Um, yeah. So, okay, anyway. They're nailing I, it now. They kind of led with the most cartoony of them. Yes. And then, like, they kind of abandoned that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Did they have these in a set order this time? Because I know I remember last season they would I play think randomly. So. I don't know. Um, Hard to say because the the list that I have in front of me is pretty much how I saw them. So, okay, yeah, yeah. I think this is the way that it played out for us too. And th- this season also had a lot more love and death than robots, which is fine. Yeah. But right. I was not expecting it. You know, like you I, there was one robots. I, I know there was one that I don't think had a robot in it at all. And I was like, where's the robots? I like robots. One was Blade Runner, except no robots. It was children uh-huh. instead. <laughs> yeah. Dude. They, <laughs> oh, my God. That one. I Ooh. love that one. Is that Pop whoa. Squad? Oh. oh, they hit you hard Pop- with the feels. That is the title of that one, huh? Yeah. I guess it makes That's sense as population, but Pop Squad yeah, that title does not uh-huh. prepare you for what that story is. No. Right? Blade Runner, but instead of hunting down robots, it's children. You hunt down children. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I liked this season, I think, Did a you? lot more than yeah. the first season. I agree with you, Jesse. It was it was more quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. And e- like, okay, so I alluded to it. The seven-minute one is a Christmas story. I flipping loved that. Yeah, so it, it, good. it was great. It actually reminded me of uh, another skit from um, a holiday anthology. Um, I, yeah, I think it might have just been called Holidays or whatever. It's that one with um, Frodo in it. Mm-hmm. It's on but Netflix, yeah. or it was on Netflix. I love when they do weird, interesting stuff with uh, holiday themes, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like what if uh, what if a Guillermo del Toro monster was Santa Claus? <laughs> it's such a yeah. twist too. I'm such a sucker for the animation in all these because one thing I really liked that stuck out uh, is in that one, it's CGI, but they're yeah. kind of made to look like stop like almost Rankin Bass stop motion a little bit. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. hair texture looks like that fake hair they'd use on the like stop little stop motion dolls. And even uh the little girl's um what, what, nightgown or whatever it is, mm-hmm. if you look like when she like moves or like crouches down, it doesn't hang and flow like fabric would. It hang it like bunches up as if it were like a thick doll dress so just oh, little things yeah. like that just like even though it's all cg they went to crazy de- crazy like detail to make it look like a stop motion christmas special but then they I took like they had an actual stop motion christmas special on the television just to like take you one step removed from that so right, you right. you know what it's supposed to be but at the same time it's like not quite there but mm-hmm. frodo do you mean daniel radcliffe <laughs> wait, wait what <laughs> elijah wood elijah wood that's what i'm talking about elijah wood is way weirder than daniel radcliffe so you know what, Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood, though, like mm-hmm. yeah. I, th- I feel like that's a fair mix-up because they do both kind of take on really bizarre and and unsettling <laughs> projects. Yeah, if yeah. you distance them in themselves, now, you know, it's always weird. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
But isn't Elijah Wood like way older than Daniel Radcliffe? Because he's at least our yeah, age, right? Yeah. 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 I want to hang out with Elijah Wood. Me too. He's freaking weird. And I like it. Elijah, get at us. He's been weird since he was like four, I swear. He was in Back to the Future too. Mm-hmm. He's, been acting, he? he's been acting want, since he was a toddler. You're playing with your hands? That's like a baby's toy. In the in the was it the 80s cafe? I, I think the he the youngest he was in a movie was like two and a half or three or something like that. Wow. So that's how he's been acting his entire life. And all, even that movie was weird. I think part of what makes him interesting, and maybe maybe I'm wrong though. Maybe this is maybe he is weird, but he for somebody who's been acting in movies his mm-hmm. whole life, mm-hmm. um, he still seems down to earth and he seems just like the type of weirdo we'd meet. You know, he seems mm-hmm. like the type of weird dude you'd come across, be like, yeah, let's hang out. And uh, I don't know. He seems he is. He's like relatable. He's, he seems. In fact, I know he is because I've seen footage of him like riding his scooter down the street to the thrift store or something like that. He does stuff like that, you know, with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. 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 It's so good. All right. Here's 50 bucks. Go get a Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, not to say he has like the same necessarily uh, the same perception of the world as we do, but back on track here. Sorry. Elijah Wood would have made this better, though. Yeah, he would have. Somehow. You know what Elijah Wood would have been good in? Mm-hmm. He would have been good in the Tall Grass, which was oh, an episode. No. Tall Grass? Mm-hmm. That should have been Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. T- tall Grass was... kind of looked t- like the character almost looked like a Lovecraftian kind of gaunt face yeah. character, you know? Mm-hmm. Tall Grass is an... It's, it's, that's an interesting one, and I'm a little conflicted about it because tonally it seemed weird because it's like it's definitely doing a, a horror thing, mm-hmm. but then at the end it's got like it try and maybe that's what they're going you know a Lovecraftian weird almost cosmic horror thing mm-hmm. right um but it felt like the music come in and it's like wonder and not whimsy but like. Oh, like emotional wonder music. Circle and, of life, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. No, those are glowing zombies. What is this music? <laughs> There's a door to another dimension out there in the field. Mm-hmm. Don't go out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was interesting though. That was mm-hmm. another one where the animation, like I couldn't help but pay attention because it would they would do the intentionally like low frame rate animation on the character to make him look kind of stop motion but everything had like a painterly or almost wood carved texture but they wouldn't like the camera motion was still smooth and they weren't consistent with his frame rate sometimes he'd move and it was smooth and normal and then sometimes it was super like low frame rate i don't know people probably are like what are you talking about randy you know (laughs) if you don't know too bad yeah if you don't know randy will sit and fix the tv for 10 minutes before we get to watch anything to make sure it's on the no, right it's size. Not, and not anymore, not a, really, but used to do it all the time. It's an animation thing. It's interesting. It's like when we, okay, when they talk about the uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, everybody's fascinated by it when they talk about it in that context, where they talk about animating one character on one and one on the twos, where they do like one frame of animation for every two actual frames, so it's not quite as smooth. Mm-hmm. And they do that hardcore in the tall grass or the the tall grass 
um, where sometimes it's clearly kind of jerky animation, even though it's all CG. Um, and sometimes it's just smooth and normal. So whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm, I'm, get, I'm fighting with somebody. I don't know who. Um, automated customer service. The first one was good, entertaining. It's the most cartoony. It's yeah. a weird way to open it because tonally... It in and it in in it and in it in itself was a weird tone juxtaposition yeah. because it mm-hmm. had like a almost Pixar look, super exaggerated characters which were very ugly to look at, but it was still very cartoony. Mm-hmm. Um, yet clearly dangerous stakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Patton Oswalt's voice because he's in everything. Uh huh. But it's such a weird way to. St- start it because i think they gave us the robots like boom like here's your robot you're like boom we're gonna hit you with that we're gonna make uh it really obvious Mm -hmm. get the camp out of the way right away Mm yep yep (laughs) mad but is it available in pal at 27 frames per minute i want to watch it in four by three at four three aspect ratio stop it you know what i'm talking about yep it does, does remind me though that they came out with a the new slowest camera or not slowest recording camera in the world right now, just a couple months ago, right? The well, is it basically not, a camera? <laughs> like no, like it a is. It's still a still frame camera that just does. No, it, it takes how many? Like I think they said it take like a million or not a million, like a billion frames. No, it it's not necessarily the fastest slow motion camera in the world, but it's the fastest like uh phantom slow motion camera mm-hmm. that you can well i don't know if you can buy it but that you can get um yeah they don't list a price so if you knock the resolution down go, go watch slow mo guys on youtube it's a great mm-hmm. channel but it is. if you knock the resolution down it can take like one and a half million frames per second uh-huh which wow. is something like if you record like i don't know plants growing second, well if what well, plants grow no no it, it's super well i mean you could and then watch plants grow even slower yeah <laughs> i was gonna say you die before okay, you got maybe I got out. okay. <laughs> if you record like a second of footage it would take over like Keeper almost doesn't understand to... slow-mo yeah <laughs> thinking hyperlapse what is what are we talking about yeah sorry no no it's okay it's interesting mm-hmm. it is interesting um ice I think if if there was uh if there was one that I was least interested in it was this one but even this one was pretty cool it just like it like the world was more cool than what they were doing to me yeah. I don't know right this yeah this one had a lot of it had a lot of interest kind of interesting world building but almost like not enough to where I was right unsure of like I didn't really know what they were doing well like like first of all they're on a different planet like it's not it's not earth that I'm aware of. Right. It's like this alien planet, but it's also there in this uninhabitable or slightly uninhabitable area. That's like a biodome in the middle of an Antarctica type of area. Um, and then all the people are genetically modified. I, fe- right. I kind of felt like it was like a cooler, more modern Gattaca a little bit. Oh, sure. Like, yeah. like Gattaca with uh, urban decay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it was very stylized. I'm not wild about this. This and the first one, I feel like, are the most like stylized in in a like animation cartoony way. Because mm-hmm. I after this, most of these are very um, maybe the tall grass isn't it the exception, but are very more grounded CGI, more realistic. I mean, even right. the Christmas one is like it's cartoony, but it looks like christmas stop motion rankin basks characters so it's not like right. really out there um automated customer service and ice the character designs are crazy and i yeah. wasn't wild about it in this one but it did have a pretty interesting look right mm-hmm. and yeah the story was okay also like the brother put both their lives at risk to motivate yeah. the older brother yeah. i don't know it was weird it was um I, I do like I like the real realism in some of them, but I do kind of miss a little bit from last season. Some of the super weird stuff, like in particular, I'm thinking of one where there was um, um an assassin or something and saw themselves across uh, like in another apartment across the way. And that one, it was like so weird. It was like drawn over film or something and it would jump around in weird ways, stuff like that. That was really cool. I, I kind of like it when they do weird experimental type stuff like that. Yeah. Overall, I think there were there were a lot in these that felt like could also have been tech demos for the studios mm-hmm. and less straight up experimentation like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I like CGI in some cases, but, you know, if you're going to make a movie that looks like real people, you could just use real people too. You know. That's true. That's true. Well, Pop Squad, the one you mentioned, mm-hmm. I loved the world and the the art and the look of Pop. It's oh, yeah. very Blade Runner, like very yeah. Blade Runner, mm-hmm. except it almost embraced the uh, Art Deco or thirties, forties noir look more than Blade mm-hmm. Runner actually right. did. Yeah, a little less neon. Um, it, it almost like two different worlds. Like there's the world. Uh, that he's forced to do in his day job. And then there's the world that is like what he goes home to. And it was yeah. like, wow, so totally different. Cause I, I actually had to think about it for a second. I was like, what was the one where there, where they can like basically rejuvenate with yeah. uh, the IV drip. And I was like, Oh, that's the same one. That's why they're doing the population control. Right. Because you can have only have so many people that can live forever. Mm hmm. That's in like the city above the cloud line. Right. Uh, yeah. Above a horrible rundown ghetto Blade Runner world. <laughs> right. You know? mm-hmm. And below it's just dark and cloudy and rainy. Uh, but that's what happens when you have kids. You have to live there in the dark, rainy crap. <laughs> in the that ruins. One, <laughs> that one looked more like the characters. It was good, but that one looked like a CG animated thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, there can be only one immortal. No, there can only be immortals in this one. Yeah. 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 Well, there can be more than one, but there can only be like, you know, like a thousand maybe or something like that. Yeah. Probably more, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I really liked, even though it was very, it was kind of derivative. I liked the world of that one. That mm-hmm. was one that was like the first one that I was like, I want to watch that movie. I want to see more of that, even though right. it is essentially just Blade Runner. Um, kind of down to the suspicious partner, you know? Right. Did it cross? 
did it cross anybody else's mind that this is kind of like the the vampires like you don't turn a baby vampire because then they'd be a baby forever kind of a thing um so they you're like they're like yeah don't bring kids in here you they you know they'll be children all their lives and nobody wants to take care of a like 80 year old toddler <laughs> right, right well i mean I, I guess i don't know if you if you get that stuff like they're basically they're shooting up filling them you know in their veins and stuff so it's circulating through their system i would imagine it would have to get into their kids so i don't know how any of that works but right yeah i mean they that's another one where there's interesting world building that was a lot of world building where it tells you enough to like really understand the world like Mm -hmm. the rules more so than something like like i uh ice but Uh it's also like still very open like well how does this work and and then like, why, why do why do the squad guys come in with like almost like clone trooper armor you know right right to be scary and probably to protect their identities because they're oh you know going yeah, in and yeah. doing horrible things maddie d says toddlers and 80 year olds both need diapers it all depends well done <laughs> Uh, Snow in the Desert is the crazy photorealistic one where that blew my mind. And the story is okay. The story's not amazing, but it's it's interesting. You got like a mutant thing going on, like a mutant guy. You got like bounty hunters on an a on a desert planet. Felt a little uh mm-hmm. seemed to felt a little familiar. Um you got androids, so there was love, death and robots in that one insane over-the-top gore when people got shot like that yeah. one was crazy um it, it's like star wars Deadpool. deadpool excuse me uh, yeah a little bit yeah 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 and that and that is definitely one uh, you know other the fact that they like forced in the like kind of love story sex scene thing real fast <laughs> i think Melody, you even questioned it i was like listen they got like 15 minutes to get through the story oh, right. they ain't wasted time yeah <laughs> if you could do photo real cgi that tricks your mind into thinking they're real people you're doing a sex scene it doesn't matter <laughs> and and the rationale is they've been a al- they've been alone their entire lives and now yeah. they're alone together yeah that one was pretty amazing Mm -hmm. uh the story was okay but but that was another one where like that one actually had more like okay so there's androids they're still like a government or commission or something on earth but this is not earth Mm -hmm. and they're they send agents over but there's also this other guy trying to get uh get the guy's family jewels so he could figure out like, anyway, there's a whole bunch of like crazy stuff going on that I would like to see more of. I'd like to see that expanded for sure. Right. Uh, tall grass all through the house. Oh, life hutch was the Michael B. Jordan one. Right. This one was interesting because just the idea of this was a like trapped in a room with a wild animal story, except on an alien planet and the wild animal is a robot. Yeah. And it is really interesting to do that like rabid feral animal, but it's a robot thing. Very strange. It, yeah. And why, why do you need a robot like that? Like I understand it's going to malfunction. I mean, they malf- malfunction sometimes. Why is it going to malfunction into a giant, like tiger beast 
tearing everything apart, you know? Why? Right. What function does a like service robot have to do like that? That's really malfunctioning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never crash your spaceship, or your robot might turn into a tiger. The, he, even, he even does the laser pointer thing a little bit with the flash. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I thought that yeah. too. I was like, oh my god, he's using it as a laser pointer to distract it. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it though. Uh, it's a pretty simple story. I I thought it was pretty decent. You know, that weirdness with, about the robot aside. I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. And also the design of the robot. And it's like mm-hmm. when it would focus on something like search, scan or look for something, mm-hmm. it has the one light in its face. And it reminded me of what's his like, I don't know, projector head or whatever his name was from. Uh, oh, from Bendy and the Ink Machine. Yeah, the projectionist. Yeah. Which is super creepy. Yeah. The little bit of gore in that was pretty hardcore when he gets his mm-hmm. hand stomped yeah. on. It, oh, yeah. They right. made a point to like show its his fingers How, dangling. Oh my god. But then he uses that hand later, and I was mm-hmm. like, dude, you you're not holding anything right. with that hand. You're not holding anything. You got like three fingers tops that still work. Right. Yep. It, yeah. Use the other yeah. hand. And the a robot, which I'm I mean, I know it's malfunctioning, but it's got like robot eyes. It apparently is a Tyrannosaurus and can only see movement because it'll stare right at people and right. just not see them. It's weird. Um, but I, I thought it was cool. That one, the CGI, like I said, that was the one where the close-ups, especially when they made him super sweaty, yeah. looked very realistic to me. Um, right. Further away, looked a, it looked a little bit more video gamey, more CG. The movement wasn't quite as like... Um, uh, quite as good like motion capture as snow in the desert, but it mm-hmm. it looked pretty good for me and on then, that one. It was more the environment. Like if they showed the wall or a corner, that's where I was like, Oh yeah, that looks like a video game. Right. Right. And it had a little bit more of like, that one is also partially, I think because it had the environment is much more what you would see in a video game. Right. It's, it's, a yeah, space, there's that. It's yeah. space. It's a, like a little like sci-fi space. Well, it's a life hutch or whatever, but it's a little mm-hmm. like space building thing on a planet. Yeah. It definitely had that, more of that look. And then there's the giant one. <laughs> well, that's how they end it too. Like that's so it's such a, a weird one to end it on. Yeah. I don't even know what to make of it. The down giant is weird and kind of upsetting a little bit and gross. It's right. It's like a weird, like poetic. I don't know. It's yeah, it's very strange. It's like something that Edgar Allan Poe, not Edgar Allan Poe, because he's weirder, but yeah, it's, it's very strange and it doesn't seem like it should fit in with the rest of them, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. It's different. So basically if you haven't seen it yet, he, a, a, it's the whole thing's got a narration narrator mm-hmm. and I like a British voice and it, he reads it as he's like a writer or something. And so it's very, yeah, written very poetically about this giant, a man, just this like big, huge body of a man washed up on shore. And it's just people go check it out and then they climb around on it. And like it, he decays and then eventually like okay well we gotta chop it up and when they, they like even do the whole like spray painting graffiti on the side of this guy's body and mm-hmm. then somebody else is like we're chop that arm off and then you find out later why they did that like mm-hmm. what they were what they got out of it mm-hmm. yeah 
it, yeah. it's it's real weird. It's a weird one and <laughs> it is. pretty gross. And they yeah. never they never say where the freaking giant came from. No, and they no. don't. They don't seem concerned about it at all, or even really. Yeah, they did bookend it, this thing, uh, uh, with, maybe with the exception of all through the house, which didn't feel out of place, but is quite a bit different than the other ones, just because it's a kind of a comedy Christmas one. It's like it's a horror, but also comedy Christmas mm-hmm. thing. But this and automated customer service, they definitely did book in them with the most tonally different. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Some of these were downers. Oh, and man, yeah. The, a lot of them really were. I mean. Or the Drowned Giant is what it was called. That's what that last one was. Okay. I don't know. I think they were all kind of downers. Well, yeah. Even, even the Snow in the Desert one. I mean, sure, it was nice. They had a romance sort of a romance i don't know if you they just met each other it doesn't really count but but even that it's because of a depressing reason that they hook up you know right yeah really the i don't know maybe the christmas one is the closest thing to a to a happy ending but at the same time like they're laying in bed just like what did we just witness Mm -hmm. what does this mean about the world we think we know well, luckily they're kids, and when they grow up, they can be like, I had the weirdest dream. Right. <laughs> as soon as the tentacle comes out, <laughs> yep. it was like, it was like oh, here we go. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. So if you... These episodes are all super short. Just watch, just binge through the whole season. But if yeah. you just want to, like, if you want my recommendations, or you just want to watch a couple... Definitely all through the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Snow in the desert. Oh, those are, I think, my two favorite. Got to have Pop Squad, too. Yeah. Pop gonna, Squad. Pop, pop Squad's squad. worth it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I guess Life Hutch because yeah, like Michael B. Jordan. It's all right, right. but yeah. For me, it would be between. I mean, yeah, the rest of these are kind of all in the same group. But it's between Life Hutch and the Tall Grass, but I kind of I kind of dig that like that weird unsettling like the universe is not what we think it is. Right. H.P. Lovecraftness of it, right? Yep. Where it's like one part siren song, will o wisp, or you like you, the whole time you're like, what is, what are we seeing? And then you see what it is, and you're like, oh my god, what are you doing out there? Now, if you don't want a downer. Avoid maybe Pop Squad. If you just want like some fun, yeah. automated customer service gets real wacky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And All Through the House is great and funny. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the like yeah. funny ones. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if this has been renewed yet. Well, that's the one thing I was worried about with it only having eight episodes. It's like, was this basically what they had done and then they canceled it? Is that why it's so short comparatively or what, what was the deal with that? And I didn't get very far in, like I didn't think to look it up, but I hope they continue with this. Just like I said, last time we talked about it, it was like, we need more quality anthology shows like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause this is how we get movies that are essentially, like born of this kind of stuff is that you know they give us a nugget and we're like we want more of that and someone hears that and they're like okay we're gonna make a movie about that or something like it 
if the producers or if Netflix was smart about this series, yeah, I worry they're not looking at it the right way. If they're just looking at it as a series and just going by headlines, like uh, the general consensus is like some people are like season two fixes all the worst things of season one. And I kind of agree, but then people are like, it's better, but not by much. And it's like, well, that seems weirdly negative. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to get, maybe that's just what some people have said is disappointing because it's so many less episodes, I think. Sure. Sure. But yeah, I don't know. It's quantity. Like the quantity, like you said, the rotten tomato score is like a hundred percent fresh from critic reviews, but then like the audience is like 46%. Really? I think Weird. it's just people's expectations versus what they actually got. You know, like they, I think it was the diminished number of episodes. So I can't, you can't, you can't trust Netflix anymore since the glow incident. Right. <laughs> but right. according to IGN a month ago, uh, before season two had even dropped, it had been renewed for a third season. Okay, good. So hopefully good. I'll tell I'll take eight episodes. I'll take 18, whatever. I, I just want more. If they were smart, they could almost use the series. Keep doing the show, do the series. They could almost use it as a springboard for like, yeah, for larger projects. Netflix knows which episodes probably get watched the most. Oh, uh-huh. like, yeah. And then they, you know, we already know that they listen probably more than they should to like social media mentions and stuff. Um, yeah. And then be, at least if not, springboard certain shorts off into like a feature or its own thing Mm -hmm. or like an extended special at least then be like hey studio writers whoever that made this episode people love that can you Mm -hmm. what do you got yeah that'd be super give us more ideas at the very least Mm -hmm. right right and really if they one thing that they could do and i think a lot of anthologies do do is go to newer like new people People who are just starting in the business to be like, hey, if you can make something really cool, you can get it in our anthology. They wouldn't have to pay them nearly as much. And well, I mean, not that that's a good thing. You know, I want them to be, get, be paid what they're worth. But you're going to pay somebody that's new and trying less than some giant studio that makes a lot already. You know what I mean? And it would help the, young, the new people and get them some fresh ideas. And there's clearly some interest in this because i mean like michael b jordan doesn't have to do like animated shorts right uh you know Patton oswald doesn't have to voice over these seven you know quick little 15 minute episodes but they're they're interested and they're involved and it's cool i don't i think uh what's his name Patton, that guy i think he's kind of like uh samuel l jackson and he'll just do whatever he just it wants just to works. work. Yeah. yeah. It just works. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, we're not doing news. No. But I have a related news story. Okay. From a couple of days ago. This is according to uh, CBR, the comic book well, resource. CBR.com yeah. now, but comic book resources. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to guest star in Love, Death, and Robots. Mm-hmm. And so Tim Miller and Jennifer Hugh reveal that Arnold Schwarzenegger, I have to, I have such a time with his name, almost reprised his role as Conan the Barbarian for Love, Death, and Robots. What? <laughs> that would be incredible. Now, that is the first mind blower. Here's the second mind blower, that the writer 
refers to Arnold as last action hero actor Arnold. Last yeah. action hero is your that's a weird flex. Yeah, like really, that's the credit you're gonna go with. That's your go-to reference for Arnold. How old is this guy? Is he like twenty something? He's like, well, what's the last big movie he was in? That wasn't even a big movie. That movie flopped. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. Anyway, so apparently on a on a stream for Reddit Live, um, <laughs> True Lies, True Lies <laughs> uh, star Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Mm-hmm. That one, but I actually even, I mean, it's a weird poll, but that one's almost more relevant because that was, I th- I think, did very well. It was yeah, very popular. Yeah, for a short time. Between the two, it did way better. Mm-hmm. But you know, Terminator, you know, all of them, <laughs> yeah. Predator, uh, any number of his like iconic classic car- uh, cl- movies. Even the crappy know. ones, like the Kindergarten Cop, that's got some of the best lines oh, right. of his yeah. ever. It's a household Former. name movie, you know? Yeah. So everybody, 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 knows jingle all the ways, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, no, that I can do without that one. Governator, yeah, anything. Tank collector, maid aficionado. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, um. So apparently, on a stream for Reddit Live, Miller and Hugh. Yo, it's probably yo, yo, sorry, I don't know names, fielded questions about the show's development in addition to explaining how the series changed and evolved after the release of the first season. In particular, they mentioned that Arnold had repeatedly contacted them, insisting upon making appearance. Quote, in the Hollywood community, people really like the show. Arnold lobbied me almost every day to get in. Wow. He's not in, in it. He's not in it. That's not another sneak peek. End quote. That's what Miller said. But why? We considered it. We were like, how could we fit that in? Mm-hmm. It's Arnold. Yeah, you kind of like, I don't know. Just have him um, say, say like one line and that's it. Yeah. He'd be the voice of a robot and the robot only says like two words. Yeah. How do you turn down the Terminator? Yeah. Make yeah. him go. Your love, death, Just Vin Diesel him. He's Groot. Just have him say the same phrase over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the showrunners also revealed that they outlined an episode featuring Conan the Barbarian with with Arnold presumably returning to the role. Well, yeah, of course. You don't... Why would... Yeah, of course. Yeah. Intended to Conan. be an adaptation of Robert E. Howard's novella Red Nails. The episode was eventually scrapped due to copyright issues. It's so weird. Oh, I mean, that would have been kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah, sign me up for that. <laughs> but... <laughs> Maddie D said Batman and Arnold's or Batman and Robin's Arnold Schwarzenegger. There you go. Yeah. Um, it would have been a Conan short. I did want to do a Conan short, but we couldn't get permission. It would have been based on red nails. It involved Valeria, the pirate queen, a lost city. It was effed up. There were dinosaurs in it too. We just couldn't get permission. Keep trying, please. No, you know what you do? You just slightly change them. Uh, change their names and their outfits, and then it, pff, it's bam. Ronan the Carthagian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yep. You can't bar- like you can't use the word barbarian. <laughs> you just change that. Like it's like a barbarian, but on this planet, mm-hmm. use a different word. Well, you don't have like a robot anything then that you could just be like, yeah, okay. 
Right. You swap Listen. out one of the snakes. There's always a snake in Robert E. Howard's stuff. Arnold is big and strong, and he's going to live forever. But he is also kind of old. Yeah. You don't. You don't ignore a chance to put Arnold in right. Anything. Yeah, that might have been your only chance, your last chance. You never know. Mm-hmm. You never. Know. Well, not only that, if you got if you got the motion capture of his face, um, and the recording of his voice, you can freaking. Uh, you know, do the Marlon Brando thing with him for the rest of his life, or not right. Marlon Brando, James Dean. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, Marlon Brando. Too. Yeah, yeah. Are, arguably, yeah. Marlon Brando is one of the first ones they did that with, did right. that kind of thing with. Yeah. With uh, was it Superman two? Superman two, the Donner Cat. Yeah, they remade yeah. his face and brought him back to life. Ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Conaninator, the Siberian. Siberian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been amazing. You combine Terminator and Conan. Mm-hmm. You don't get a Listen, you don't. You, you will never get another chance to write fan fiction like that and have actual Arnold. In it. Come on. Right. It's kind of like if John Hurt wanted to do anything. You, you're like, mm-hmm. yes, please. Yes, right. sir. <laughs> Literal knight, sir John Hurt. Mm-hmm. That re- reminds me a little bit of another thing that we watched. Just it, I think it was just a YouTube thing, but um, it was uh, Willem Dafoe it, talking about his old movies and the way that he explains it all. It's so hilarious, and it's exactly the way that you would think Willem Dafoe is, where he's like, "I, I just you know, you go and you do it, and then you experience the art, and it's full of passion and wonderful. It's great." Well, yeah, we fell into a. It was a small rabbit hole of. William Defoe in interviews and videos because William Defoe Willem Willem Defoe is he's a Jeff Goldblum he's a, oh like, yeah he's, he's one a of those guys. he's a he's a treasure oh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and he just seems he's he's so weird but so laid back and chill and cool uh-huh. and you're like I just want to listen to him talk about things right uh huh he seems fun. Well, you see, like, behind-the-scenes stuff of him in Spider-Man wearing that god-awful Green Goblin costume, and then you take the mask off of him, and he's just having a blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just seems yeah. like he's having fun. Yeah, I do. I think he even said something about wanting to do Spider-Man so he could do wire work and stuff like that. He said, that seemed like so much fun. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. He was talking about how people were like... <laughs> Why? Why you want to do spy? And that that was early enough on that I think this would probably be the typical like amongst serious actors, which mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe is a very serious actor. Yeah, they're like, why, why, why are you doing this Spider Man movie? And he's like, it seems awesome, it seems fun, you know. So yeah, you gotta love that. Mm-hmm. Boondock My- Saints is Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure. It was a fire fight. Not unlike. Uh, Con Air's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> right, right. Maybe that's why the writer went to Last Action Hero. Maybe Last Action Hero occupies the same place in their brain as like Con Air or Boondock Saints does in ours. Mm-hmm. Because I, those might be their go-to roles for when I think of those guys in my head. But Arnold is definitely not Last Action Hero's Arnold. <laughs> right. in which he's the movie they made in which he's already so famous he's playing a parody of himself in the mm-hmm. movie right in which the parody movie self of him gets in the real world and interacts with his real world self of him like he's yeah. already some other 
movies Arnold by that point, okay? It's weird. It is weird. Last Action Hero. It's not amazing. Kind of fun. Like, sure. re- revisiting now, I feel like it's more fun now than it was then. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, yeah. It, the parody was almost like the weird super meta parody humor. It's a little basic at times, but it fits now more. Meta sure. comedy is more well, of an Because he was huge back then. It's like, I don't get the joke. But now it's like, oh, yeah, this does happen to action stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I thought this was a running bit. <laughs> we just list every yeah. It may become one, you know. This is pretty that's pretty entertaining. Wait, Miss Oh, Mississippi I even missed one. Wait, Mississippi Burning's William Defoe. That's actually a good one because not that that wasn't like a well-received movie, well-respected, but who thinks about Mississippi Burning now? Also, right. when I do, I don't think Willem Dafoe was he. I'm assuming he was in that, but th- that's a downer movie, man. That's a good poll, though. It's like that where you pull like, wait, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not Spider Man or, or, well, people were like, <laughs> like Antichrist, like, even Antichrist with a, oh, Omen Two's Patrick Troughton. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, hey, Melanie. Yeah. Holy crap! Sorry, Maddie D. You're right. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Wait, what was that? What was that movie? The Last Temptation of Christ. The Last Temptation of Christ. William Dafoe. Yep. Which, at this point, yeah. I mean, in the past, maybe, but even yeah, it's a good pick because it's not a very popular movie. No. It's well known, but. Uh, doesn't referring to Last Action Hero? Doesn't it have a Lannister in it as the ba- as a bad guy? It has the Lannister dad as the bad guy in Last Action oh, Hero. You're yeah. right. Oh, and he has the fake eye, and at one point, it's like wearing a. He puts it in, and it says smiley face for the. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, hey, Melanie. Yes. What should we be amazed about? What you should be amazed about right now is um, graphene. I'm not sure if I talked about it before. I think maybe I have. but um, Yeah, okay. Just this last time? Well, graphene is a material that's like only an atom thick, and it's set up in a lattice-like chicken wire. But it's super strong and super conductive and stuff. Yeah. But it costs a lot to make. It um, Something like $200,000 or something like that for um like a ton of material which is a lot well somebody some scientists just figured out a way to make it from uh any solid carbon-based matter it would like plastic waste rubber tires um all, all kinds of stuff like that so basically we could take our pollution break it down turn it into graphene and put it into you know electronics and it has actually has an unbelievable amount of uses you could use it for it, but they haven't because it's so expensive to make, but now we can freaking turn our trash into it. So this is super exciting and it's going to revolutionize things. I think that is amazing because that that's the material. Isn't that the material you just did one on about how they figured out it could basically generate its own electricity. Yeah. Yeah. You you can can harness that to power things from nothing Uh to like, 
And yeah. now, so now you're saying we can take all of our insane amounts of plastic and rubber t- waste that's been clogging up the world and turn it mm-hmm. into this thing that can generate its own electricity. That that can generate its own electricity that c- can conduct electricity um, without resistance at, at almost room temperature. Um, that can uh, be paper thin and hold like ridiculous amounts of amounts of weight. This is like it's an amazing material, and yeah, and now it's cheap enough that we could actually use it in in all of these fields that are, have been dying to get at it. You know, so that's super exciting. Yep, be amazed. <laughs> The future is coming. That actually is amazing and super exciting. Like mm-hmm. just the like d- rapid back to back sudden like, hey, mm-hmm. here's this big development with this material. It's amazing. Generates its own electricity. Hey, we can make it out of nothing now. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I hate. And, and here, here comes like uh, you know, pessimistic uh, nihilism, Randy. I hate that my first thought is, well, we probably won't really see the true benefits of this because the world is set up the way it is. However, this that sounds like it should be, in a way, uh, world-changing. Yeah. And, and if it's not... It's because someone... Someone's, come take yeah. us away. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Let, mm-hmm. let, let the fish or let the cats finally evolve and take over like they are destined to do. So long and thanks for all the fish. But, you know, that's kind of the whole thing with the segment, really, because there's stuff that is it will revolutionize and change things completely all the time. Science is progressing so quickly and the quicker it progresses, the quicker people learn and change it again and again and again. It's insane. It's probably what's going to kill us even quicker than pollution. (sighs) Interesting. Even like here's now it's from The New Yorker and. Uh, also, if this is a thing that can be used to better the world, prepare to hear a bunch of articles about how it's probably a negative thing, blah, blah, blah. But even from just 2014, graphene may be the most remarkable substance ever discovered, but what's it for? And like the headline was um, fast, strong, cheap, and impossible to use. So, you know, that was just 2014. And now they're just like, hey, here's what we can use it for. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. It's, yeah, it's awesome to see. Yep, it makes me think think about to the future where you just throw your trash in a thing and then it. That's what I was thinking, Mister yeah. Fusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, they need to hurry up and do it because I want a trash compactor slash three D print printer that can cook me food. Right. Yeah, I want uh the replicator, and mm-hmm. I want whatever that thing was in um. Transmetropolitan, except uh-huh. not when it takes drugs and right, uh, gives <laughs> right, right. Yep. Well, that was a good one, and that that got me excited. Yay! Um, Jesse, you got anything exciting or interesting coming up? I, uh, I mean, cons are going to be coming back, and so I will have some interesting things, but nothing like super. Super new, but uh, the one thing I did want to like point out, we mentioned Invincible early on in the show, and uh, so if you are interested in hearing more about Invincible, like a review of just Invincible uh, mm-hmm. from somebody who has not read the comics and was experiencing it like, you know, for the first time, uh, our our friend of the show Ben Kruger, who has been on an episode of our interview, was it? 
was it old school nights <laughs> yeah, it was Grawlix's nights when the nights was still just like it meant our interview episodes right mm-hmm. well he was recently on an episode of the comic comic i want to say it right but it's comic comedians so it's comic-con but comic comedians okay. uh podcast uh episode 44 and you can find that on anchor i believe it's like anchor.fn slash comic comedians mm-hmm. but anyways it was a fun episode it it's a very similar vibe to what we're doing but it's a bunch of tiktokers mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like it's like weird it's like our uh tiktok doppelgangers or something hmm. is there Podcast formats too long for tiktokers <laughs> it, yeah, so uh, it's like it's like man we really had more to say that we couldn't fit into a minute so we're all starting podcasts there's a lot of new podcasts that are born of these tiktokers that found each other and wanted to talk longer mm-hmm. yeah is there theme song uh comma 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 i'm sorry um I, it popped in my head too if it's not no, it needs but they to be. should get the humble bundle and make some loops that sound mm-hmm. like that Yep. So, Jesse, what you're telling me is I should, uh, is that podedit.com should start a TikTok account. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, because I'm seeing a lot of new podcasts pop up out of TikTok, actually. Mm -hmm. Well, TikTok podcasters, you're not listening. But if you are, (laughs) you heard all the ums and all the like awkward stutters and mispronunciations right now in this podcast those should be gone they're not because i'm too busy editing podcasts for people like you that i don't have time to edit this podcast if you want your show to sound better than this and it will sound great podedit.com melanie and i will edit that up Mm -hmm. that's right it's melanie and i we're working together see the tragedy of this show is uh we can't afford to pay the one person <laughs> that can save us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, like a surgeon in a, in a hospital uh, soap opera. It's like mm-hmm. the real tragedy is the only one that was good enough to save him we'll would have been him. him. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Grawlix cannot afford to pay me to edit it. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our show can't afford us. Right. But if you want to help us to maybe someday afford someone like Randy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have a Patreon. Dollar dollar a month. You get bonus shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maddie D asks, will O Comic Con be coming back? Uh, He's contemplating going. I haven't heard. Um, I'm going to guess no on O Comic Con just because I believe the... uh, the organizer, I think he moved. So he's probably not interested in coming back just to do a convention in Omaha if he doesn't live here anymore. Yeah, it's going to be like P Comic Con or, or some other town. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what, a flu- what a con so, yeah, Right, for real. It's real but in Michigan. Because <laughs> I think he's in Michigan now. <gasps> Michigan. Michigan. Oh, if oh, it's man. not that, it should be copyright yeah. trademark. <laughs> we don't even live there, but we, we don't even live there. We're that. not going to make it, but that's what you guys should have. <laughs> All right, we're t- we're getting too wacky, so yeah. we're this is the show. Up. It's it's mm-hmm. setting in. All right, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for watching. 
And everybody in the future, thanks for listening. I'll try to get this up in a timely manner. And if you want to hear more like this, watch more videos, you can see the videos, or just listen to the podcast later, go to GrawlixPodcast.com. G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Good night. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. still a thing i feel like nobody promotes stitcher that much anymore i, I think i think spotify and google podcasts kind of come in and just like swooped up mm-hmm. the rest yeah yeah but i mean stitcher and Castbox and all that they're still out there mm-hmm. but we're all we're all on all of them, all of them. yeah <laughs> that's us on a, all, all, all of them all, all, all of them